Hey, party people, have you joined our Discord server yet? You can meet fellow party people and interact with our cast and crew to talk about all things Encounter Party, both this first Ravnica campaign and our new campaign, which is a television show available on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel. To learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com or check the links in the show notes. Now, enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, our show features very strong language and graphic depictions of violence, so listener discretion is advised. Last time on Encounter Party. Malthus Reed, agent of Merit Lage and leader of the conspiracy, has returned to exact the final phase of his plan. With the aid of the ancient Smogthir, the wizard unleashed an army of the undead onto the people of Ravnica. But to what purpose? And can our players stop an unending horde? Find out this week on Encounter Party! It is absolute pandemonium. A literal zombie horde has overrun at least half of the 10th district. You can see any of the soldiers on the streets that were Boros and the occasional Selesnia fighter are doing their best to protect the civilians. The zombie horde is attacking indiscriminately as the good people of Ravnica do their best to either fight a losing battle or flee anywhere they can to save themselves from the destruction. Herrick doesn't think he fires a firebolt at any zombie that might be nearby. Oh, they're everywhere. You <laughs> could spend the next day and a half if you wanted picking shit off. Sure. In fact, you might need to continually unleash cantrips just to keep things off of you. All around you are screaming, pleading, some people cutting zombies down, some people getting overrun. It is just utter apocalyptic destruction. We can either leave an area for lost or we can try and help. Helping is not going to stop this zombie horde. We need to get somewhere we can group in any way with anyone who might be able to help. Agreed. Oh, now would probably be the appropriate time for Tajik to send you a message back. Yes. He's not allowed to do that, technically. Oh, it's, it's, it's been too late. It's instantaneous. He either responds or he doesn't. He did not respond. No, he did not. Regardless, we need to make a choice of somewhere safe so that we can heal ourselves. I Honestly, Perix is voting with the military. Can we get anywhere, Boros? You can. Let's go to a Boros fort. We could make our way into Orzova. It's not looking good in Orzova. So Lauren's gonna trust that the fortifications will hold and that the thralls and the ghosts will actually earn their keep. Give me a general attack roll from Xenia and from Perix to see whether or not they can keep the zombies off you as Fikara clears a path. 19. 19. Yeah. Thanks to the protective magic of Xenia and Perix, you guys go racing through the 10th district, fighting your way into Sunhome. It doesn't take much effort for you to clear your way through as you realize that all of the Boros Legion is preparing for war. Battalions are assembling. Patrols have amassed outside the gates. There is shouting and order and marching. You actually get to see two of these sort of legendary Boros sentinels, which are these giant stone megaliths, animate and begin making their way over to Precinct 3. Uh, I need, uh, you know, five people walking in looking the way you do. I need a little bit of uh, convincing for you guys to march your way back into to where you're attempting to go. This is Fakara's show. Yep. I'm on it. Go. Uh, it's 16. Yeah, so it doesn't take a lot of effort. I think five people representing different guilds. Um, I, I think the it's very clear that the five of you, especially with Fakara, displaying some sort of rank, looks like maybe you guys are some sort of conclave that's been brought in to, to talk to uh, whatever's going on here. And you guys get ushered through back into that back room, just sort of forcing your way into the war room in which all of those sort of uh, stodgy old uh, war heroes are sitting around at the table to which Tajik immediately sees you guys and uh, 
is like, oh, oh, th- oh th- th- yay, the information people are here. And then um, usher you guys, usher you guys uh, into the side office so you can have a, a private conversation with him. And he is, he looks stressed. He looks ragged. He takes his helmet off. He puts it down on the table. <clears throat> he, d- he doesn't look like he knows what to do. And he's like, oh, thank you for finally showing up here. Is this... Is this everything that we were worried about? I thought, I thought that there was an, an interdimensional horror, not an army of zombies. That's still on the board, sir. Oh, oh boy. Okay. <clears throat> we have no information. I need some intel, please. What are we dealing with? A horde of zombies, two liches. Two liches? An interdimensional horror. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. This, oh, he's like fucking flailing all over the room. This is more than he possibly had like any uh, comprehension of what to deal with today. Okay, here, here is what we are dealing with. A few hours ago, a hole opened up in the middle of the 10th district. A horde of zombies have erupted. They have completely overrun precincts one, two, and three. They seem to be amassing upon the Selesnia Conclave. We have no idea what any of this is for. We are still amassing our forces. What happened? The rumors of Malthus Reed's death were highly exaggerated. He managed to teleport into Sfogthos and reclaim the head of our guild founder. Sfogthir, in turn, raised him from the dead as a lich. And now the two march upon Slesnian Conclave. And, uh... Zvogdir is who? The Perun of the Golgari Swarm. This is the fifth person of the conspiracy. We believe so, yes. Oh boy, okay. Okay. So, alright. Now, based on the glyph that you have shown me, we know that there were various places all over Ravnica that they had circled with intent. None of those places had anything to do with the Celesnia. Why do I now have an army of zombies trying to invade the Conclave? Because they mean to power the harness of Matselesnia to complete the ritual. They do need a lot of energy to do that. Which would be stored within the world tree of Vitugazi. Perception checks from everybody at the table. 22. 14. 17. 19. 13. Lorzach. Feels like there might be someone else in the room. Now would be a fantastic time to reveal yourself, Mr. Demir. <laughs> <laughs> I must be more tired than I imagine. And out of the shadows steps Lazov, the Demir Guildmaster, to which Tajik is like, hand on weapon. This is a this is a pretty big violation of etiquette for him to just sort of sneak in here. Xenia is utterly delighted to see him. Master Blade of the Legion, I would encourage you to hear him out before you draw that weapon at your hip. A brazen move of this magnitude means that they're already complete. This is the end game. Malphus Reed is making his move. Perix will kind of curiously look at Lazov, thinking to himself, has he still been removing his memories? Do the tentacles appear to be back in any way, given that he gave up his orb? Trying to see, given what we know, that he does not, uh, how he's doing. He hasn't stabbed any of you, so that's a pretty big indication that he's here positively. Pretty encouraging sign overall. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. A good start. I thought they needed all of the orbs in order to do that, though. They already have them. They're here, on Ravnica, right now. Oh, no. We've been thinking about the orbs as needing to be in a specific location to pull this off, but what if that location is just the plane of Ravnica? We've been carrying them around, doing their will this whole time. Actually, there's one more thought that we had not been able to finalize with any amount of clarity. Do I possibly ask you to return what you have borrowed? Uh, (laughs) Perix grimaces. (laughs) Not having ever experienced this, but imagining it kind of sucks, and walks over to Lazov and stands there with a serious scowl at whatever's coming. Uh, you feel a finger enter your temple. That actually excites parents. He's like, that's an interesting way of doing it. Yeah, it's like a boar worm. Yeah. 
as if your spine is getting pulled out through your ear. You just, this long, tethered strand of memory gets pulled from you. And, uh, surprisingly, Perix, you feel like you just forgot something really important. To which Lazov sort of accumulates all of these memories that you have recovered for him, cleaned for him. Thanks for that filtration. Got you. And he, um, he sits there for a moment, remembering everything, and he says, I remember now why I did this in the first place. There's something about the sequence that had been bothering me. When I had originally dumped my orb and began my susceptibility to Merit Lage, it was the Simic who recovered it accidentally and placed it back in my possession. It was a corrupted person who stole the orb away. It was not Malthus Reed. He tried to purchase it from me. He could have stolen it any time he wanted. The mage Malthus Reed is the one who hindered my train. Malthus Reed is the one who trapped me with the orb in the Zonnet. It was a Merit Lage-infected minion that stole the orb away. Malthus Reed wants those orbs there. She does not. The orbs were part of her cage, right? Yes. Malthus Reed is trying to summon her in order to control her. That is a very frightening thought. That would explain his odyssey to become a lich. Possibly another safeguard against the mental powers of Merit Lage. It's quite an insurance policy. What do we do now? Well, it seems like the most prudent step would be a full-on assault to prevent them from getting to the tree. That is going to take a couple hours for me to put together the uh, necessary forces to do that. The five of you don't really look like you are up for a battle at this exact moment anyway. I will convey with Mr. Spooky Man over here and we will put something together. It's not going to be pretty, but it will be as quickly as we can get it. For now, get yourselves rested, armor up, and approach me when you are ready. I will make the arrangements. Yes, sir. You take a long rest. You awaken in the middle of Sunholm Barracks. The chaos is even grander, as the Boros Legion is amassing a full-on assault of the 10th Precinct. Lorzach spends some of his time during his meditations, running a finger uncomprehendingly over the pages of Gerard's necromantic texts that they scavenged from that black cathedral in the Underrealm, pondering if these are, in fact, his last moments on Ravnica, and how disappointed he is that he never found the door to a way out. I think Vicara takes a few moments to write letters to her family just in case we don't make it out. Xenia makes sure that whatever explosive bits and baubles she's got stashed on her are in such a position that should she be murdered, they will explode, ensuring her one life's greatest wish. We'll keep note of that in case you actually die. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> So Lauren is incredibly frustrated. For all of his influence, wealth, strength, there is nothing he can do to help the Orzov. He can only hope that his family has followed the shutdown procedures that his estate has and that his staff will be able to defend his home. And he looks to the future in hopes of doing his part to see this contract through. Perix has nothing. No family, no friends very little stature. He comes from a a series of order that never really thinks outside of the very basic day-to-day commands. And he doesn't really have a sense of friendship and he doesn't really have a sense of kinship. And I think right now he actually feels something close to sadness at having nothing to be worried about. And um, he spends his long rest sort of wishing that in some small way, he had even a terrifying, horrifying voice in the back of his brain because at least it would be something he could cling to. 
and he repopulates the transmuter's stone, changing it from a 10-foot speed increase to a constitution saving throw proficiency, and quietly walks over to Lorzach and just slips it into his hand. You are roused by a group of Boros commandos who approach you and summon you outside to meet Tajik Blade of the Legion on the parade ground. What you can see are a large number of cavaliers, pilots, with several griffins and rocks ready to take flight. And Tajik addresses you all, and you can see next to him is a Boro soldier who is probably not a Boro soldier, but is listening intently. Tajik straightens up, helmet under arm, addresses each and every one of you. For those of you who are not still maintaining your deputy badge, you get a burning fist in the chest with another one of those familiar, flickering, deputized, burning fist badges hovering above your chest. And Tajik addresses you all as if you were soldiers of honor and says, It appears that Malphus Reed is running a diversionary tactic that the only way he is going to gain access to something so coveted as Vitugazi is to lead a full-on assault. He is going to bleed our resources and we have no choice but to defend the populace and spread the Boros Legion as thin as we can. If this is a diversionary tactic and they are trying to get in deep on their own, our best countermeasure is to put you in deep as well. You are going to fly with our aerial unit. They will drop you deep into Silesnia territory. Your job will be to reconnoiter with any Silesnian operatives you can find and utilize their resources to defend them from the front. It is highly likely that they do not understand the intent of their invasion, and your job is to relay information and assist from the inside. Is that understood? Yes, sir. Sir, yes, yes. Mount up, soldiers. And you guys are sort of shoveled onto the back of a couple of big, cool flying beasts. Is it possible to take just a quick second with Tajik and ask if the angel I have in my horn can be have her wings back? Or is that not a thing that can happen? It's not up to him. Okay. Unfortunately, we are still in the early hours of this insurgency. We do not have a response from Aurelia or the other angels. Unfortunately, Razel is still under your command. I do not have the liberty to free her. That is up to the horde. Are there any healing potions that they could spare? Anything from the quartermaster? The DM says, no! (laughs) (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Upon several flying steeds, you arc over the top of Ravnica, perhaps seeing it for the first time in its entirety as you glance down at the chaos unfolding. Fires and screaming and rubble begin to amass beneath you as tens of thousands of zombies prey upon an unprepared populace in the most prevalent part in all of the realm of Ravnica. As you begin to approach District 3, you can see the glory of greenery that is the Selesnya Conclave. This gorgeous forest of cultivated life that begins to rot and crumble as an infestation of undeath breaches its front borders. 
You travel a couple of clicks inside until your rocks take a swoop and you are dropped headlong into the thick of Selesnia territory. It does not take but a mere moment before numerous Selesnian guards, soldiers, and authorities come rushing to you with blades and spears pointed towards you. Perix just shoves Master Sergeant Fakara <laughs> forward <laughs> with a quick froggy push. We're here to help, not to conquer. <laughs> Persuasion. 15. Uh, Lorzach, opposing strength check, please. Uh, eight. 19. You are immediately tackled and shoved to the ground by a giant white wolf. Xenia just yells, This is counterproductive! <laughs> Persuasion. 23. Oh, okay. Um, a strikingly handsome and fair-skinned blonde elf strides forward and demands to know, Who are you and what are you doing here? And what are you doing with that? And he points to Lorzatch on the ground. He's on our side. I know what it looks like, but he really is on our side. Prove it. Perix's way of trying to prove it is to offer himself under the wolf instead of Lorzach. Um, Lorzach, do you happen to have anything on you that might prove some consideration that the Selesnia might want to look at? <laughs> he needs to get this wolf off of his chest in order to retrieve it, but as soon as they agree, I'm sure with spears pointed at his face, uh, he's able to retrieve this delicate jade and filigreed amulet taken from the body of Mixil, son of Gerard. The elf gives a bark to the wolf, and you hear, Voja, off! And the wolf sort of arcs around and heals next to the elf as he demands the amulet from you. And you give it in, into his hand, and he says, mm, I believe I have seen this before. Where did you get this? Mixil Vod Savo. That name is known to him instantaneously, and there seems to be a, 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 a release of tension. And he, you know, kind of addresses the five of you and says, I have an army of zombies at my gate, and the five of you get airdropped in here. What don't I know? The army of zombies is being led by two liches who are after your world tree. He's... <laughs> He doesn't really seem to respond to that because it's kind of like, all right. <laughs> that is something you don't know. <laughs> so it's this would be This would be in the storyline the third time in his life somebody's trying to do this. Look, we're just a ragtag group of misfits, the unlikeliest of friends, trying to save the world. <laughs> Where is Mixel? You will likely find him among the Horde. He passed valiantly in battle. I am Commander Tulsimir, head of the defending forces of the Celestia. I knew Mixel's mother. His passing is going to be a great grievance among those who know him. We are in, obviously, a very dire situation. Can I trust that the arrival of five different guilds is some sort of levy against what's happening here? My first question is, Golgari under-citizen, what is happening? Master researcher Malthus Reed of the Izzet League, in league with Svogthir, the Perun of the Golgari Swarm, is attempting to summon and bind a creature from beyond our world, and he needs Motselesnia to enact this ritual. Tristoni help us, Motselesnia. Svogthir. I thought he was dead. Death has a way of passing him over. Fine. Well, then, step number one, prevent them from getting to the tree. We are completely unprepared for this assault, and we are currently getting overrun. If you are truly here for help, then let's put you to some use. The Selesnia thrive on unity and communication. Right now, neither of which exist. We need to get our forces unified, collected, and we need to establish some type of intelligence network. As you can see off in the distance, we have those very, very high towers. We have an expert team of archers in each one of those that are used 
for staving off insurgencies. Get yourselves to the top of one of them, survey the surrounding area, and let's find out exactly what needs help where. Sir, yes, sir. Sir, yes, yes. Yes, sir, sir. (laughs) (laughs) So Lauren's already walking to the tower. Great. As you guys rush down towards this tower, you can see that the zombie army has completely taken hold of the forward battalions within the Celesnia, and entering that tower is going to require some action. As you approach, you encounter a horde. Roll initiative. 24. 21. 16. 8. 6. So as you breach the portal into the tower, you can see that there is an infestation of zombies making their way up the stairs. You, current, you currently see four on the floor in front of you. Saloran, paralyzed by the amount of zombies he encounters by walking through the doorway, ends up last in initiative order. Top of the line, Lorzach. Lorzach approaches the nearest zombie, squeezing past Sir Lauren in the entryway, and reaches out with primal savagery to sear a big hole in this thing's brain. For a 26 to hit. 26 hits. And the zombie will take 12 acid damage. In a flash, the zombie, not realizing anything was going to be behind him, feels a finger bore right through his head and collapses onto the ground. Go for the brain. Next up, Fakara. Uh, I will click my heels so I have my movement and we'll go in through the door past Saloran and Lorzach. It's just zombies, Saloran. We've done this before. And run up to the nearest zombie and boom, boom in the head with my maces. Their conversations made battle are like wonderful. They're weirdly adversarial given how not adversarial they are out of combat. I know. It's like it's like that, that like Gimli-Legolas interaction, right? Yeah. Uh, so 12 and a 16. 16, yes. All right. That will be seven bludgeoning damage. You bludgeon a zombie. Squish. Perix. Perix, seeing Saloran blocking the door, rushes in past him, wondering, what the hell, man? And uh, starts to summon just one small little burst of boiling hot water, which he flings at the... Uh, are the stairs... Can can I see who the people on the stairs right now? Yes. Okay, great. They are... There's a open banister stairs arcing up uh, concentrically inside the tower. Thank you. So Perix launches uh, this ball of boiling hot water at the zombie farthest down the stairs, launching Firebolt for an 18. 18 hits. The zombie will receive four points of fire damage. Distracted by your frontal assault, you remember that the horde of zombies is all-encompassing. Two zombies approach from the rear. One will attack Xenia, one will attack Solorin in his hesitation. Xenia, you will get missed. Solorin, you will also get missed. Zombies up ahead, the one at the top that just got shot at, will continue to move up to the next floor. As the other one turns around and approaches as they both attack Fakara. One will hit, one will miss. Fakara, you will take three slashing damage. Ouch. Xenia. Xenia, surprised by this zombie, turns, looks him straight in the eye, takes a note from Perix, and casts Firebolt directly in his face. Will a 24 hit? Yeah. That's 12 points of fire damage. How does it happen? Xenia stares straight into the eyes of this zombie, just peering into its soul, looking at its history, the things it regretted in life, just for fun, and then shoots two firebolts straight through her eyes, directly into its eyes, and then it collapses in a pile of ash at her feet. Saloran! Saloran hears Fakara's quip and says... I wonder where that attitude will be when I save your life again. I'm going to strike the zombie nearest me. Does a 13 hit? No. Does an 18 hit? Yes. That will be 10 piercing damage. Okay. And that will be my turn. 
Maybe save the attitude until after you actually hit. Top of the order, Lorzach. Lorzach will sidle up next to Fakara and reach out with another crusty, just, just foul index finger talon. Will a 10 hit? No. It's gross to even Lorzach. Like even he's like, man, this talon is nasty. <sighs> Fakara. <laughs> uh, I will go ahead and take all three attacks on the zombie to the left. Yes. You also notice that these zombies are covered in white fungal fuzz. Oh. Uh, oh. Not good. Uh, that'll be a 19, an 18, and a 16. Yes, they all hit. Hooray! So Lauren's attitude's looking real bad now. Yeah. She didn't kill her first one either. Okay, that will be a 10 bludgeoning, 9 bludgeoning, and... Eight bludgeoning. How does it happen for both of them? Probably the same place these zombies' heads are going. Boom, boom, just smashing the head and then completely knocking the head of the other zombie off with the power of the Sun Forger. Fakara smashes two zombies into mush, clearing the way up the stairs. And I will move up the stairs and encounter another zombie. Fakara, as you race up to the second floor, you realize that this stairwell is littered with zombies that are literally crawling over each other to get to the archers on the top. Would you please place four more zombies on that stairwell? Maintaining initiative order, Perix. Uh, Perix rushes as high up the stairs as he can, only 30 feet because he got rid of his transmuter's stone. Can I see farther up the stairwell from... The first floor stairwell? So uh, here's how the mechanic works. As the tower is a, a bunch of circles, as long as you are not directly under the space you are trying to find, you can see it. However, if you are not on that floor, your range attacks have disadvantage. Copy. Uh, Perix will, coming around the corner and seeing Fakara staring down a large amount of zombies. Yeah. His hands will start to bubble with acid and he sort of splashes this acid past Fakara in a weird wanted style arc to hit the front zombie and the zombie immediately behind it for dexterity saving throws. Hey man, there's like, we all know like the void slime card art and the void plasm, you know what I mean? There's that sweet card art with Varel like countering a spell from Niv-Mizzet. Dexterity saving throws from the two zombies. <laughs> Not likely. How about a three and a five? Yeah, that's not quite close to the DC, not gonna lie. They don't have a lot of room to move right now. They will each take six points of acid damage. Got it. It is now the zombies' turn. They will, the one in the front will continue to move up the stairs. Everyone else will shift up a space, except for the one will turn around and attack Fikara. Natural one. Keep going. Oh. I should probably tell you who's up next. Yes. Xenia. Xenia rolls her eyes at Saloran behind his back and, <laughs> and aims a firebolt at the zombie he failed to off. Will a 17 hit? Boy, howdy, will it? For six points of fire damage. How does it happen? <laughs> oh, God. Um, Xenia grabs a pile of ash from the other zombie that she just murdered. She blows it into this zombie's face. It ignites on the way, and his entire body covers in flames and then explodes in a... explodes in a puff of smoke. And then she says, and that's how it's done, Saloran. Would you like to move? I would. Oh, yeah, I would. Just push right past him? Yeah, just to be a sweet... Sweet little bitch. She just pushes right past Perix. How dare you? Perix is up the stairs. Oh, God. She moves <laughs> right past Saloran. Saloran, last in line and least effective. It's now your turn. <laughs> oh, impartial DM. <laughs> All Come right. Saloran nods, appreciating um, her brutality, honestly, and charges up the stairs with a dash action. That'll be my turn. Top of the order, Lorzach. Satisfied that this floor is clear, Lorzach works his way up the stairs and spotting three shambling figures across and above him, takes aim through the banister and fires a chill touch off at the zombies attacking Fakara. 
for 25 to hit. Yes, definitely. Closest zombie will take eight necrotic damage. Which one do you kill? How does it happen? The spectral skeletal hand mirroring Lorzach's own flies from his hand, clasps itself around the zombie's face, the hand keeps on going and just creams it against the wall behind it. Splatter Ghoul! Uh, that's actually Splatter Thrash, the second album by Ghoul. <laughs> it's a great album. <laughs> thank, you, thank you so much. Brother. Shout out to Ghoul. <laughs> Sponsor the podcast. Sponsor, Sponsor us? Vicara, the way is being cleared by your companions. It's okay, Salorn. It's not a contest, but I think I'm at three. I'll move forward to take my maces to the zombie that is in front of me. 12, a 27, and a 20. Two yes. Okay, so it will take 11 bludgeoning and 11 bludgeoning, so 22 bludgeoning. Yeah, you squash it with two hammers, knocking it over the railing as it moans and careens past the distraught Saloran. And I will move up to the last zombie on that floor. There you go. Perix. Perix rushes past Lorzach and Saloran to come up behind Fakara with the difficult terrain, making it only three spaces, but looking up the railing, seeing two zombies that are one floor up, decides to snap off an acid splash at them, feeling like Fakara's probably got the zombie in front of her. Uh, will they please make dexterity saving throws? 16. Uh, fail. They will each take nine points of acid damage. Noted. And uh, as... Perix is launching it. It's sort of like a, a weird hop, skip, and a jump because he has to like slide around Lorzach and Saloran. So he just sort of like hop, 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 nah, and it <laughs> works. That zombie at the top of the stairs is going to turn around and strike at Fakara for a 20. Uh, that'll hit. You will take three slashing damage. Xenia, you're up. Xenia begins to climb the stairs and peers upward, seeing the zombie threatening Fakara and aims a firebolt at it as best she can. Will a 19 hit? Boy, howdy, will it? For nine points of fire damage. Alrighty. You catch it in the shoulder with some fire. Saloran. The way that it's drawn, can I... Are the stair... Is the stairway wide enough for two people to attack that zombie, or would I have to go behind Fakara and just wait? You will have to go behind Fakara unless you can somehow manage to strike ten feet away. I can, but I will want to save my spell slots. So, Saloran just walks up to Fakara and says, I don't like you very much right now, and will lay on hands for three HP. Top of the order, Lorzach. <laughs> Lorzach squeezes past Parex and in between Saloran. Pardon me, excuse me. <laughs> it's a weird game of leapfrog we're playing. Leans over the banister just a little bit to snap off yet another spectral skeletal hand at the zombie that is attacking Fikara. For a 17 to hit. Yes. And it will take nine necrotic damage. Yes. The firebolt from Xenia spins it around and then Lorzatch's attack knocks it over the banister as it plummets down to the first floor, clearing the way for Fakara to continue moving up front. And it is your turn. I will move up to the zombie. As you move up to the top, you realize that on the next floor, there are an additional one zombies. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Just hey hmm. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> is that for Cara? I like her. <laughs> hey, what's up, friend? How you doing? Hey, friend. How are you doing today? Get one jab. <laughs> I will simply hit the nearest zombie with my two things. Uh, that'll be a 19 and a 21. Yes, both hit. All right, cool. It'll be an 11 and a 10, so 21 bludgeoning for that one. <laughs> Pudding. Ugh. Just a pile of ash and stuff on the Goop. floor. It's that one. And then I have one attack left, which I will attack that zombie right in front of me. That will be a 23. Yes. And that will be 14 bludgeoning. 
putting a second helping. Just going Gallagher on these guys. Yeah, for real. <laughs> can I... That's an amazing, amazing analogy. Yes. Can I still move further? Uh, you, Yeah, if you haven't maxed out your movement, you can. Okay. And I will engage this zombie. There you go. Perix. With just another amount. Uh, you know what? No. Uh, <laughs> can Perix see the zombie engaged with Fakara right now? Unfortunately, you are directly underneath said area. Here's my thing. There's no reason for me to push past you and cause everyone to have difficult terrain. So I should stay behind. So Perix uh, yells some encouraging words, but doesn't take a turn. You guys are fine. I don't really like you that much, but like Saloran, go actually do something effective, thank you. Fakara, you get attacked. <laughs> okay. But they miss. Xenia. Xenia makes her way to the second floor. Can I see said Zombo? No, the third floor looks completely solid as opposed to an open stairwell. Perix fills in Xenia on the problem we're having on the stairs and says, maybe we just like do our nails for a little bit. All right, and Xenia just starts humming her favorite song to herself. Saloran. Saloran dashes up the steps, sees Fakara handling the zombie and just thinks, yeah, sounds right. And continues to the next floor. Lorzach. Lorzach runs up the stairs, spots a spare shambling zombie, and snaps off another spectral skeletal hand at it for a 20 to hit. Yes. And the zombie will take 12 necrotic damage. At exactis damage, how does it happen? The skeletal hand settles on the zombie's head hoists it up over the banister and drops it three floors to its death. Nice. The final one. The final death. Death number three at this point. Yeah. The death death. Vikara, unengaged. You are now free to move. Thanks for the assist, Lorzach. Excuse me. Pardon me, Saloran. <laughs> as, you, as you hit that stairwell... You see another two zombies on the stairwell. One halfway up, one at the top. So I'll move up to that, and then I will hit that zombie in front of me. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, a nine and a 13. Misses. Bonus action to hit a third time? Oh, yes, yes. Bonus action to hit a third time. For a 15? Yes. Yeah! That's what I'm talking about. And that will be a 12 bludgeoning. Exactes, you smash it to pudding. Next up, Perix. Perix uh, dashes up the stairs. Stairs are not really his thing, so he's a little winded, but he'll take a move and dash action to go as far as he can go. Groovy. The zombie will descend the stairs and attack Fakara. It will miss. Xenia. Xenia takes two puffs of her inhaler and follows suit. What do you need to use your words? And- and Perix just yells, Not great for spellcasters. No, this is pretty tough. Saloran. <sighs> Saloran wearily trudges up the steps, sees Fakara's form, sees the zombie, and just thinks, It can't hurt, and tosses a hand axe at the zombie in front of Fakara. <laughs> Does a 23 hit? Yes. I hope you kill it. Seven slashing damage. Your hand axe embeds itself comically in its cranium, but it stays erect. That's all you. <sighs> Lorzach. Lorzach squeaks by and hustles up the stairs to the fourth floor. That's all he can do on a dash. Fakara. I will hit the zombie in front of me. Thanks for the assist, Saloran. Uh, that'll be an 18 and a 15. Both hit. For nine bludgeoning and seven bludgeoning. How does it happen? I just bonk it on top of the head and it slowly crumbles down onto the stairs as just dust and rotting flesh. <laughs> you just wreck it, Ralph. The, yeah, the pretty zombie. much. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll go ahead and take my move action and oh, I will take my bonus action to give Saloran bardic inspiration. You've got the next one. I know you do. And then I'll run up the stairs to hit the fifth floor. Okay. As you reach the top, you recognize three more zombies 
who seem to have already dispatched with any Selesnian archers who may have been up here. Oh. Dang, dude. Perix! Perix can't do anything useful right now, and anything he could do would just get in Lorzatch's way, so Perix, winded from two flights of stairs, takes a nice little sit on the uh, landing. That's his whole turn. You hear him go, go on it! I'll be there. The zombies, seeing Fakara come up the stairs, turn to approach her. One will attack, and it will miss. Zombies are shit. <laughs> that tracks, that tracks. Xenia. Yeah, they're not very good. Xenia is just trying to get there as soon as she can, and recognizes that, you know, fights take all kinds. There's a lid to every pot. You can't always be number one. You always need a number two. And she goes as far as she possibly can. Saloran. Saloran stalks his way up the stairs, taking a moment to take the hand axe out of the corpse of the zombie and lands behind Fakara. Now that's good continuity. <laughs> Top of the order, Lorzatch. Lorzatch, having a free and open flight of stairs ahead of him, runs up to the fourth floor. That floor is open. He can yes. see up. Yep. Spying two, no, three zombies above him, Lorzatch trains another spectral hand upon his enemies. And it's feeling a little spicy this morning. For a 19 to hit. 19 hits. And the zombie directly in front of Fakara takes 15 necrotic damage. Not expecting the force of a Golgari spell, it's launched over the railing, plummeting down to the base of the Selesnia forest floor. Ah! Fakara. Do, 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 do. Move forward. I hit the zombie. With a nat 20. Hey. hey. <laughs> and 12. <laughs> 11 bludgeoning damage. Oh, it's still up. Oh, wait. I that was I take my bonus action to hit. Again, with a 27. Yes. All right, cool. So that's going to be 10 bludgeoning damage. Yes, you barrel into it, pushing it over the railing, plummeting it down to a five-floor death. Yeah! Perix. It's now at least conceivable. Maybe Perix could see a thing and pushes past Xenia to run up to the bottom of the fourth floor staircase. I don't think that angle works out, though. Could he see that zombie? Yep. So Perix looks up and goes, Oh, a zombie! And uh, throws a, a snapshot of uh, boiling water at it for Firebolt. At disadvantage, it's a 24. Still hits. The zombie will take... 13 points of fire damage. You race up the stairs, half-cocked, fire off a spell, knocking it immediately out of your range as it plummets another five floors to its undead end. Paris yells, you're welcome. And I don't think anybody can hear you. So, (laughs) (laughs) So you are now out of combat. You seem to have cleaned the tower out of zombies, but unfortunately, as you arrive at the top, you realize that the Selesnian archers who were defending this parapet are no longer alive. Xenia, huffing and puffing, makes her way up to the top floor to join her compatriots. You did good, Saloran. You did good. Saloran ignores her and just brains the corpses of the Selesnian elves in case they rise again. I don't think that's how zombies work in Ravnica, yeah, but cool. But yeah, it's... Yeah, I, hmm. <laughs> Legit. Perception checks from everybody. Since I'm going to lose it, I'm going to use Bardic Inspiration now. 23. 10. 13. 11. 12. Wow. You guys look out and just see absolute pandemonium. You've never been to this region before. You have no idea what to expect. But everything begins to just look like a sea of undeath. You can see some Selesnian soldiers holding their own. You look up to see some Boros airdrop raiders coming in to try and provide some fire, some assistance. Um, But it's looking like very quickly the Selesnia are getting overrun. There are two areas you immediately take note of as the oppression of the zombie horde continues to force its way toward Mott Selesnia. 
if something isn't done, both of those regions will be run over. However, it is very clear as to the distance between the two, you are going to have to decide to which efforts you place yourselves. One seems to be a dense forest full of residential areas. The other one seems to be some sort of what could look to be training grounds for young Silesian soldiers. I vote residential area. I vote training ground. It's going to be full of soldiers. We won't have to worry about the elderly, children, non-combatants. People who can defend themselves while the others may not. We need to save as many civilian lives as we can. I agree. Parrix buys that option. All votes for the Northridge Forest. All votes for the training grounds. David is the only one to raise his hand. Democracy of the party means you're heading to the Northridge Forest. We'll have some undead uh, Selesnia fighters to deal with later. On the next Encounter Party! Behind the lines of the Selesnia, our players must fight their way to Vitugazi, the World Tree, in hopes of defending it from Svogthir and Malthus Reed. But a harsh lesson awaits as they learn not all can be saved in war. Do they have what it takes to make the hard call? Find out next time on Encounter Party! Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering, created by Wizards of the Coast. Original campaign written by Brian David Judkins. Sound capture and original effects by Will Malones. Edits and mixing by Ned Donovan and Katie Brow. Theme song and additional music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. Special thanks to Megan Judkins and Will Malones. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hey, party people. This is David Wynn, the voice behind Saloran. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe and review on any podcast platform that you listen to. You can engage with us one-on-one via Twitter, Instagram, and our Facebook group. And be sure to follow the website for news and updates at EncounterParty.com. Let's keep the party going.